The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Join us around the pit as we talk all things barbecue. Now here is your host, Johnny Mags. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire, Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Chrissy, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, we're doing fantastic. You got the new beard coming in. You got it's the beard shop, coming so in. You know. Shop. So we're doing that. I mean, it's not impressive as today's guest's beard, hey. but I mean, you can work on She's it. She's got the best beard in barbecue. Uh, definitely. By far, mm-hmm. hands down. Mm-hmm. Most recognizable anyway, that's for sure. 100%. So, listen, everybody who's listening. Gobble, gobble, you savages. Yeah. We are, I believe, nine days from Turkey Day. I love turkey. Turkey's good. I love it. And uh, I think the grocery stores finally gave up, but we'll get to that uh, in a little bit once we have our guest on. Because uh, let's just say prices have dropped ah. significantly. So let's get into it without further ado. Today's show brought to you by Uncle Steve Shake. Do you ever wonder why there's a line of pe- people trying to get into your back, your neighbor's backyard when they're having a barbecue, but nobody's coming to yours? It's because they're using Uncle Steve's Shake and you're not. Uncle Steve uses some of the finest and freshest ingredients in all his 12 amazing flavors, from the original to the Gator Shake to the competition line to the Sweet Dessert Shake. He's got every part of the meal covered. Mm-hmm. He has incredible customer service. He's the one answering the phone. He will even call you if he has a question with your order. Where else do you get that service? You don't. You don't. You don't. So check them out, him out at UncleSteve'sShake.com. And also remember the Thanksgiving deal. Order the, um, the bird shake and a large bird shake and a large dessert shake uh-huh. and get either a free smoke bomb or spicier. But for Pit Life Barbecue listeners, in the comment or special um, instructions area, put Pit Life Barbecue or lettuce and honey. <laughs> and you can pick out of one out of any of Uncle Steve's flavors, not just the smoke bomb or the sweet or the spicier. And pit Life Barbecue or Lettuce and Honey, and you can pick out at, of at all of them. So check him out, UncleSteveShake.com, and on Facebook, Uncle Steve's Shake Nation. Uncle Steve Shake shakes them on everything. Also brought to you by TwoGuysCigars.com and Two Guys Smoke Shop. I always keep the smoke rolling thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today, I am smoking the Gran Habano Corojo Number 3, which is just short of fantastic. 
Thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com, I get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Also brought to you by Backline Fabrication and Backline Smokers. Ryan Newland is building the wildest pits, custom to your order, coming out of Austin, Texas today. He... He's a mad scientist and artist at the same time when it comes to these. I'm still blown away by my pit that I just picked up from him uh, in October. The efficiency that these pits run on is, is, is like no other. Is like no other. I'm a, I can't wait. to. It's finally started getting cold up here. So I'm really going to put it to the test uh, once the cold weather really gets here. So... Check them out at on all social medias at Backline Fab. Backline Smoke is build what you want, not what you need. Also brought to you by Magnus Chef Gloves. Our brother Alan Fonte knows a little something about fire management being a Miami-Dade firefighter. He's designed these gloves, and they're, they're, they're insane. That's the only best way I can put it. Made of food-grade silicone. Let me get them rolling here, show you the ease of putting them on. Patented magnetic clips for an easy on and off. Heat rated up to 500 degrees. The two-finger web fit for firm grip. One size fits all. Dishwasher safe, but... If you're more traditional on the five-finger gloves, he's got you covered, too, with his new Freedom Gloves. Same wonderful technology, patented clips, on and off, easy. But these, folks, heat-rated to 932 degrees. I sat there in Austin, Texas, with that firebox rolling in Pulled the charcoal basket out, wearing both action, both gloves, as a matter of fact, and nothing. Flames are flying up. Uh, the coals are right there, inches away. You felt warm, but you weren't getting burned. Check them out at magnuschef.com. And at checkout, use the code FREEDOMLIVES. For 10% off your order, that's Freedom Lives. For 10% off your order, Magna Chef Gloves, Master the Fire, Freedom Gloves, Take a Stand, Free Your Hands. Also brought to you by CustomCuttingBoardsRS.com. Brother Ian Hemming is building what I consider the Yeti of cutting boards coming out of Magnolia, Texas. These boards take an absolute Beating. I've had mine for over four years, and they're still pristine. All the slices, all the gouging, everything, it takes it. The patented non-slip grips he has on the bottom. So even on a wet surface, the board will not slip on you one centimeter. The extra deep reservoir lip to catch all the beautiful au jus coming from whatever protein you're cooking. Mm-hmm. 
from the dishwasher board, so your standard countertop board, to the absolutely massive 18 by 36 brisket board and the pizza board for that perfect slice every time. Check them out at customcuttingboardsrus.com. That is the letter R, us.com. So good. Did I black out? Did we do the new promo code for? Yeah. Oh. I just blacked out for a minute. Freedom I Lives. Probably, I was probably talking to Kent. That's fine. Freedom Lives. For 10% off your order. It's in the chat. I just absolutely. Absolutely. Let's All see right. who's here real quick. C-Mac, what's up? Daddy Dutch. Ross Schmidt. Mad Max, what's up? Matt's Backyard Barbecue. What's up? Fresh. Actually, I don't even know if he's home yet. He, should, he might be. He was down in at the World Food Championships Ooh. down in Dallas all week. Great coverage. He had posted on all the New England Pitmaster page, the Pit Life Barbecue page. Great coverage. Did very well for himself. I want to say an eighth place brisket, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, New England was represented. Still on the Represented. Road. How's that for you? You got the good English. English I ever heard. That's right. He said he's still on the road. Still on the road. Yeah. He's coming up. Well, just to break your heart there, brother, we're, uh, we're expecting snow about 10 o'clock this evening. So I know he's been dealing with it the entire ride up. It's been following him. Ninth place brisket. Ninth place brisket. I was in the ball. I was there. Yeah, goes. But yes, New England was well represented. He did a fantastic job nice. in putting New England barbecue on the map. Efren, what's up? Steve Smith, what's Robert? Clarence Joseph, what's happening, brother? Darren Lucas, CJ. Chrissy, you're in the chat, just in case you didn't know. Cool. And, uh, and yeah, so let's get to it. Yeah. We're going to talk turkey. So there was, in my mind, there was only one person that I needed to talk to. Yeah. And he was once again gracious enough to, to notch out some time for us today. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him. Oh, where do we start? Author of nine cookbooks. Spokes chef for Louisiana Grills. The show, you've seen him on shows such as Diners, Drives In and Dives. Best thing I've ever eaten. Food Paradise. You've seen him on Chopped as a cook and a guest judge. Serious business. He currently on Fire Masters. You can check him out every Wednesday on Fox 13 in Tampa for, I'm going to give away our guest name, but for Dr. Barbecue's One Hour Suppers, celebrating 40 years of competition barbecue this year. 40 years of it. Barbecue. Oh, did I mention a little thing called the Barbecue Hall of Fame inductee 2014? That little thing. That little thing. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, a man who needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one. I'm giving a hell of one anyway. anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You know him as the one and only Dr. Barbecue, Mr. Ray Lampy. Ray, what's happening, brother? Donnie, good to see you. Good to be here. So all that stuff, everybody else is doing all that stuff, too. I just got a head start on you all 40 <laughs> years ago. You know, <laughs> 30 years, you'll all be caught up. That's it. That's it. 
Oh. <clears throat> and if I'm not mistaken, you were the inventor of the money muscle cut. <laughs> well, it was a combination of a few of us, but I did. Uh, I probably told you that story. I was complaining about it one day to Darren Worth and uh, and saying that, you know, that's just nonsense. We shouldn't do that. And he said, you're the one who taught me how to do it. <laughs> but actually, what I used to do was butterfly kind of the whole butt. So you got like a few muscles down there on the end, like a cup of coal kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what I used to do, especially if I was in Kansas City, because a lot of restaurants used to serve it that way there. And at the same time, Chris Lilly was doing did a video because the Memphis and May guys have to dismantle the butt and talk about the different parts. Yeah. And he talked about that one part being the money muscle. Now, I don't know if he coined the name or not, but uh, but there was a few of us that were kind of headed that way. <laughs> Boy, I, I never thought it was going to go quite as quite as extreme as it has to where, I mean, I just judged the jack and that's all you see. There's yeah. no what I would call real barbecue in the box at all, like a shredded up pulled pork. It's money muscle. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Big Kano, what's happening? Eric Spencer, Danny Woodbury, what's happening, brother? So, Ray, I, like I said, thank you again, making your second appearance. I thank you so much for that. But especially now with Thanksgiving coming up, you are the man to talk to about turkey. Of all your years of cooking it in comp when it was in competitions, then when it wasn't in competitions, now it's working its way back. And now that you are a spoke chef for the National Turkey Foundation in their program, Turkey Smoke, who else to talk Thanksgiving turkey than with you? Well, I appreciate that. I, <laughs> I, I mean, it started, it's real easy to start though. When I first met the girls from Turkey Smoke, I was like, this is perfect for me because I really, my really, it's right over there. In 1991, my first trophy I won, I had cooked for a while before I won anything. There wasn't a lot of competitions back then. You had to kind of cook when you could. But my first trophy ever was for poultry in KCBS. Back then, the category was poultry, and it was a turkey, and that's a true story, and I still have the trophy. So, I mean, I've, I've always been a big turkey fan, so it was a natural for me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I love turkey. I love turkey. Um, but let's let's just recap real quick, because you are obviously busy every day. <laughs> but, you know, I've seen the, uh, you had said the, the Fox 13 in Tampa on Wednesday, Dr. Barbecue's one-hour suppers. How long has that been going on? Because I don't think you were doing it last time you were on. Well, it started it started four or five years ago. Oh, okay. I, well, I, I don't always talk about it because it is so local. Hmm. You know, I don't necessarily talk about it with you guys from around the country. But they they wanted to do a thing. Uh, they they picked up Thursday night football. They actually don't have it anymore. So I guess whatever the cycle was, it ran. But and they wanted to do a segment to plug in during the day on Thursday to promote Thursday night football. That wasn't just the sports guy saying, Hey, we got football. Hey, we got football. So they called me about doing a tailgate thing. And, and uh, a friend of mine that works over there suggested me, and it was fun. We would do these produced segments and then they started sharing them around the country. So I, what I would do would be like, if the, if the Buccaneers were playing the Ravens, I would do some combination of Baltimore and Tampa uh, uh, dish. And mm -hmm. I just re reused one of them. That was a, it had to be the the Bucks were playing 
the Chiefs. So it was a, it was a some ribs, you know, in a Kansas City style, except I used rum, which is a typical pirate, you know, buccaneer yeah. ingredient. So it was really fun. Some of it got a little bit out there. I made a uh, we, the Colts were playing in New York, and I I made like a corn, sweet corn and bacon pizza one day. But I'm telling you, it was still pretty good. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun, though. So that's where it started. And then the end of the season, they really liked having me around and doing that stuff. So they said, why don't you just come in the studio every other week and do something with us here? And it's great. I mean, I really appreciate it because it promotes everything I do. We got the restaurant here in St. Pete, so it's nice to to be on TV with them. And uh, it's great. I mean, you know, unfortunately, local TV, it's hard to get much money out of them, but it, but it's certainly <laughs> a big deal. I'm very famous. Like if I go to the grocery store now, cause the Fox channel down here is like the big deal that everybody yeah. watches. And, uh, and I get to, uh, I get to the grocery store and I'm pretty famous now. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Now, speaking of the restaurant, how's that going? Because you were just, we were just, Shoot, were we just out of COVID or coming out of COVID last time? Yeah, we I mean, who knows? It, 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 it's hard to find the, the yeah. to find the clear beginning. It's hard to find the clear end. I'm not, and for restaurant guys, it still hasn't ended. Because mm. uh, we didn't see this labor thing coming at the end of it. You know, I don't think anybody did. But it changed a lot of people's attitudes towards life. And, and people don't want to get ground down at their jobs. And, and restaurants tough. And, yeah. and so we're, we have a hard time getting labor. So it, you got to tolerate it a little bit more than I would like to. That's for sure. And then weird things that you just can't get. They just don't show up one day, you know, product shortages. So it's, it's a lot more of a challenge than it was in the early days. The early days was a lot of fun. Yeah, It's okay. It's, it's business. It's how it goes. It's not always fun and easy. It's, you know, sometimes you got to work a little more at it and we're there right now, but I always tell folks, though, if you, you know, don't think your restaurant friends are out of it yet. Cause they're definitely not. If you, when you go to a restaurant, if it costs a little more and the service ain't quite as good as it was put up with it, or yeah. they're not going to be there. It's that close. Yeah. It, it, it is real close. It's, you know, um, a friend of mine runs a bar and he had he run into this very similar that one of his bartenders who had been there for years, was coming back and said to him, listen, I can only do, um, you know, 30 hours a week. And he's like, well, why? He goes, because I can still collect my unemployment. He was making more money on unemployment than, than technically at some of the nights at the bar and, you know, technically, quote, unquote, on paper, I suppose. But, yeah, so that's what he was doing. He came back working 20 to 30 hours instead of the regular just so he can still do it. But he goes, what am I going to do? I need this guy, you yeah. know, and I need, wow. I need to, to wait the bar staff. I need to wait staff, the kitchen staff, you know, so I got to play ball with it because I still got, you know, he, I, I still got the, you know, they want to, they want to rent in the mortgage payment every month. <laughs> well, in the good old <laughs> days, you might, you know, start looking for someone to replace that guy that was willing to work full time. But these days, it's so hard to find someone that you that's that's probably the hardest part for me. I'm a Chicago truck driver at heart, man. I've you know, I, I've been self-employed and I've had a job since I was 14 years old. I, I'm 65. I have three jobs and and to have to tolerate employees that just kind of suck. And, yeah. and you, there's just nothing you can do about it. Or even a good employee that just decides he's not going to work more than 30 hours. I mean, in, in the real world, you would say, "I'm okay, thanks, but I'm going to start looking for your replacement. Right now, you're happy you get him for the 30 hours. That's it. 
it's so hard to accept that to uh, a old school kind of guy like myself. Oh, for sure, for sure. And um, there is a is a, is a question I've I've been waiting ages to ask you. And at, what I mean by ages is within the last twenty four hours. Um, <laughs> how was it to meet the one and only Chichi Rodriguez? <laughs> Oh man, that was a treat. Yeah. So we, you know, we do, we do a lot of stuff around town like everybody does. And, and, uh, our, our owner, the people that own the restaurant, and they own a half dozen other restaurants called us and said, Hey, we need you to go serve food at the Chichi Rodriguez golf course. There's a Chichi Rodriguez, uh, whole complex up in Clearwater. And, uh, I, I knew about it. I, I, I do play golf here and there, and I just have never gotten around to playing up there, but I didn't know Chi Chi was around, you know, yeah. so, but we went, we went up there to do it. First thing I did, I accidentally almost walked into a school. There's a school right next to the pro shop for kids that are underprivileged and, you know, typical in Chi Chi, what we even knew about him way back. I mean, that was his whole thing was yeah. the, to help these underprivileged kids to this day, there's a school next to the pro shop. I couldn't believe it. And a ball field. I mean, they're like, it's, it's amazing to go walk into this complex, but then I go out to the hole to help serve the food and just hang out a little bit. And they said, yeah, well, Chi Chi's here and he's going to want to take a picture with you. And I was like, Holy cow. I, I just, I didn't even, I didn't know if he lives around here or what his deal was. Yeah. You know, he's obviously getting a little old. He's 87, but, yeah. but no, there he was, man, looking great and as cool as he could be. Uh, I didn't ask him to swing to putter around but i talked to someone who did and he obliged uh we got to got to meet chi chi's dog i got a picture of chi got a little dog his buddy was holding for him i mean it was what a cool experience oh that was yeah, awesome man. yeah i saw that on and your I, instagram and i'm like oh that's chi chi i go you know i, I grew up watching him and you know yeah. always doing the 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 zorro with the putter and yes. putting it back in the holster and I get oh. to meet a lot of cool people, but that one was pretty special. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So <laughs> I, I want to get your opinion on this. Well, the owner of the studio actually printed it out for me, and I've heard it on a couple uh, different shows. Have you heard about this um, incident that had happened at Clyde Cooper's Barbecue Restaurant in North Carolina within the past few weeks? I don't think so. I think this might be a new one to me. A customer at a North Carolina barbecue restaurant called 911 because of the way her pork looked. <laughs> she called 911 over the coloration of the meat of that it had a pinkish tone to it. And so she claimed it was underdone. The owner <laughs> came and explained to her that it's the smoke ring, <laughs> and if it's a chemical reaction during the smoking process that this happens. So I could give you another piece. It's still going to have that pink ring to it. I could give you a piece of chicken. It's still going to have that pink ring to it. But where have we got that they are calling the police <laughs> and the authorities over smoke rings, Ray? Well, I mean, you know, you know, every barbecuer and every barbecue restaurant for sure is accustomed to that situation. I always am curious why 
you came to a barbecue restaurant if you had no concept of kind of how that works. Uh, but but it happens all the time. I think we have it on our menu. We have in the past. It's typically the chicken that freaks everybody yeah. out. Uh, and, and you know, I mean, and it's fair. It kind of looks raw if you don't know any better. I try to steer people towards the texture, but they can't help it. Once they once they're freaked out by it, they're not going to. There's eat no. It. So, yeah. So we've all given away plenty of free meals because of that. We've all apologized. We've all gotten one stars reviews. None of us, I don't think until now, have gotten 911 called on for that. Uh, that's that's probably the disturbing part about the whole thing that, like you said, wh- how did we get to here where someone would think that was appropriate? Oh, yeah. wild, wild. So awesome. That was that was great. I mean, yeah. I said the same thing at the top of the show before we came on. Yeah. I said I, he was explaining it to me, and I said I had a similar thing. Yeah, the first time you see it, and it was it was on chicken. It was smoked chicken, and I, I remember I opened it up. And I was like, "Whoa, that's interesting." But again, use your brain. The texture, she's not. It's not raw meat yeah. you're looking at, and it, and you're like, "Oh, it's all, almost more of a purpley pink than like raw chicken right. pink." Yeah. Pink. And so I was like, "Oh, that's different." And and then the waiter came and explained, "It's the smoke ring." Da da da. I'm like, "Oh, that's really cool. Thanks for letting me know." And I, you, on, on I went with my day, <laughs> not calling 911, that's for sure. <laughs> well, it's hard for people. I, I was, uh, I spent some time with my buddy Chris Lilly this weekend from Big Bob Gibson's. And Chris and I did a lot of work with the National Pork Board over the years. And when they they lobbied enough in with the FDA to somehow say we could cook pork to 145 instead of 160 or 165, Chris and I were, we did a lot of work with them trying to spread the gospel on that and explain it to people, you know, and, and generally people will accept it if you're someone like us that are, had some credibility, but, but there were also people that just couldn't eat pink pork, no matter what, because it, you know, their grandma just engulfed it in their head that pink pork was raw and you're going to get worms. And, and, uh, I mean, we had all the facts and, and we would show it to them and cook it. And we, we, we moved the needle a lot. I mean, people have come around to that a lot, but not all of them. Some of them just flat can't help it. And the same with a barbecue restaurant. But again, why, why'd you come to a barbecue restaurant then? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Junior, what's happening? Papa Joe, Big Rome. Thanks, boys, for tuning in. So, Ray, let's talk turkey. We're nine days out from one of my favorite days of the year. It's a fat guy's paradise. Yeah. Now, in the past few months. There's been a lot of talk about turkey shortages, price increases, which all in the barbecue world, all meat has oh, yeah. gone up in price. Oh, yeah. But it seems that the turkey was getting a little crazy. My wife went to the store a couple weeks ago, and the, the average price she was seeing was almost $50 a bird, 50 to $60 a bird. And... So what do you say with that, with all your work and any information you have from being with Turkey Smoke and the National Turkey Foundation? Is there a shortage or? There was a shortage. I I do work for National Turkey Federation, and I I asked her a couple weeks ago, my main contact up there, Beth, you know, what what do we tell people? Where are we on this? And she said, the the way I read it is they 
So the turkeys that, that we're going to have now were in place. We had all those turkeys. They were scheduled for Thanksgiving. Uh, what they didn't want to do was repurpose those turkeys to solve the problem six weeks ago and then have a shortage as we got into the holidays. So that's how I read it. But the reality is there are plenty of turkeys to go around. I just looked uh, down here. We have Publix and, and they're going to have them starting tomorrow. But Butterball's 99 cents and their brand 49 cents. Um, now, it, now, you said, you know, 50, 60 bucks for a turkey, which is shocking to us. However, we don't think anything of paying 25 bucks for a pot roast and, yeah. and uh, you know, 20 bucks for a slab of ribs. Uh, we've been spoiled with turkey because they've been able to keep the price down for so long. Yeah. And, of course, they are these lost leaders around the holidays. But they're here now. You know, I'm going to go tomorrow because I need a big one tomorrow. And I'm going to go tomorrow and get it the first day they're on sale because I don't want to go and don't wait till next Monday. Go looking for your exact turkey you want. You know, get out there and get your turkey because we may there may be some panic buying and, and people may start stocking up because they're 99 cents. You know, I'm going to probably buy a few and throw them in the freezer because yep. uh, I don't know where they'll be in a month or two. But but there's plenty of turkeys to go around. Get out there and get yours early. Now, I personally am a, a injected turkey guy. I'll buy a Butterball or a Honeysuckle White. I've always cooked that probably. You know, we've learned so much of the food science over the last 10 years in particular, most of us. But my grandma always cooked a butterball. She would slip slip me a 20 to go to the store and get that butterball right away. Make sure she had it like I'm going to do tomorrow. And so I don't know, is it habit or is it just that I like butterball so much? But that's what will be at my house. And, and I'm going to go buy it tomorrow for 99 cents a pound. Um, you know, I, I can't speak to every little city and every store, but it's it's this should be the end of it we yeah. should be fine from here on out so uh enjoy your turkey on thanksgiving and buy an extra one yeah because I, I was thinking that the the grocery stores had about finally had it you know um because i i went up to, we have a local chain up here in new england called hannaford's and twice a year they run this incredible deal on bone-in pork butts they drop them down to about 87 cents a pound. So they had one at the beginning of the spring, and they had one that started uh, Sunday in Ren this week. So I went up to my uh, local one and kind of wiped them out. <laughs> you, you know, it's guys like you that wreck it for yeah. everybody. Way to go, Johnny. Hey, you know, there, there, was, there was plenty. The guy said he had plenty of cases out back. So, you know, me taking a case. Didn't didn't break the camel's back, but as I was waiting for him to to bring them out, and uh, I turned around and there was the turkeys with the with the yeah one of the it was Shady Brook Farms, you know which is has been around as long as I've been around I've heard you know the company, and they were forty seven cents a pound for and they were twenty plus pounders, you know so you got the twenty two twenty three pounder for ten dollars. You know, so it was it was beautiful to see that, but I didn't know if because with everything I'm hearing on the shortage and everything, if the grocery stores just finally threw their arms up and said it, that the hell with it, we need to push the turkey. So because they low would lower the prices of the turkey, banking on you buying the rest of the day's meals all at one time, so they'll you'll get the turkey on the side, but you know. 
bring the numbers up on the rest of the desserts oh. and the sides and all that. They bait you with the turkey. It's called bait a lost away. leader. Come on, you guys know that. <laughs> now at ninety nine cents, I don't know. They're probably lost leaders, but yeah. but you also you know. Publix and Kroger and Hannaford and any of these guys, Walmart is the biggest grocer in the country. They don't make last minute decisions like that. These, these turkeys were probably contracted January 1st First, yeah. or maybe the day after Thanksgiving last year. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, that's what drives the market. But unfortunately, like I said, those were all being reserved or pre-sold or however you want to word it for the holidays. Uh, and that was why we had to short it. I mean, there was a big avian flu this year, and you know yeah. that's, that's part of it. Um, one of the things I say is, you know, in, in the past in my life, avian flu, we would see it on the news. It was kind of a big deal. These days, there's kind of a lot more to talk about on the news, and they never get around to avian mm -hmm. flu. But it did hurt the crop. But but like I said, it's over now, and we should be good from here on in. Um, I, I, you know, there's like I said, I expect to see a big case of them tomorrow, and I can't wait. Fantastic, fantastic. So, what are some of your favorite ways of preparing a, a turkey? Be it the you know traditional Thanksgiving turkey, or even some out of the box turkey recipes that uh, that come to mind. So, now first thing I'm going to plug is the TurkeySmoke.org website. There's a bunch of recipes there we've been working on it for a few years turkey smoke is the project where they go around to barbecue cook-offs around the country and they insert turkey as a category and have special prizes and stuff but it's also a, a, a big movement so there's a lot of recipes we've been bringing there uh, a lot of like leftover recipes but also different parts how do you cook these drumsticks a matter of fact i got to do a westby thursday i'm going to do some like uh lollipop turkey drumsticks and Ooh. i haven't thought about it what i'm going to do with it. i think it's some kind of asian sauce on them so <sighs> turkey does well with all that stuff so if you go look at the the recipes at turkeysmoke.org i think you'll be surprised so if you're not feeling a regular traditional turkey there's there's some cool ideas there i made a a really nice roulade where so i made a jalapeno cornbread stuffing and, and rolled the turkey up around it, pounded out a turkey breast, rolled it around there, and then wrapped it in prosciutto. And, it, man, it was outstanding and, and kind of fancy looking. I served that at, like, a fancy resort this summer. Um, and, and there's a lot of cool stuff like that that's there. So I just did a, a red Thai curry with grilled turkey in it. Outstanding. Mm. Something completely different. And so, you know, don't hesitate to do that if you feel it. Uh, but for me personally, I'm going to I'm going to fire up the grill. I'm going to use just charcoal or pellets. I'm not going to add like a heavy wood smoke to it, but I am going to want that little bit of wood flavor. And I'm going to cook it at 325, just like I would in the oven and serve it just like a regular old turkey. I'll make gravy separate because I don't really want smoked gravy. Mm -hmm. I know some people do, um, but for me, it's going to be very traditional, except that little bit of charcoal flavor. But, you know, the beauty of cooking it on the grill, too, is it frees up the oven. And I always think that that's why smoking a turkey when, when everybody would do it under Weber kettle and you're back in the day and, or frying turkeys when that was all the rage, it really was partially because for like, it got that all out of the kitchen. So you, you know, the guys outside drinking some beer and cooking the turkey and they got the oven and all the range in the house to cook all that other stuff. So I always find that to be a pretty good fit for it as well. Um, so, and I'm going to give you one trick and this is a, my friend, Mad Max, who was an old, uh, big green egg guy and dizzy pig guy. My buddy, he showed me this trick. 
So get your turkey ready, you know, take it out. You got to defrost it in the fridge. And I just go for four days, no matter how big my turkey is. It's not going to, you know, if it gets defrosted in three, that's okay. Just put it in there for four days in the refrigerator, in a pan in case it drips. And when it's all defrosted, take all the stuff out of it. Make sure you get any ice out and everything, get it ready to go. And then put it on the counter in a pan and put a big bag of ice on top, like a Ziploc gallon bag, fill it with ice, put it on top of the breast and let it sit there for an hour. So at the, what's going to happen is the breast meat, which is gets done too early is now going to get ice cold because that ice packs on it for an hour and the dark meat, the thighs and the joints and stuff where it has a hard time getting caught is going to warm up a little bit. And it's, it's amazing just an hour of that, how much difference it'll make. And the turkey's fine on the counter for an hour. I wouldn't leave it too much longer and then go right into the smoker with it. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's amazing how it slows down the breast enough so that you get both of them done at the same time. Cause ideally You'd like to have the breast way down deep by the wing joint at 165, no higher, maybe even a little lower and let it rest a bit. But the thighs, you know, they do better. At, they're safe at 165. They do better around 175. But that ice bag trick, man, I'm telling you, it balances it out. You'll be amazed. Oh, I, I actually saw that this morning um, on Facebook. They There was, uh, I forget what what page it was from but they were doing tips you know it was like tip number 10 and that was it it was ice the breast down so it gives the dark meat more time to catch up and everything gets done at once so that's that's amazing that you brought that up today and use your thermometer 165 is safe again i like the thighs to get a little bit more but don't be, you know, like your not against your grandma, but my grandma would put that sucker in at six in the morning yeah. and she'd cook that till we were ready to eat it. I mean, God knows what the temp was, but she didn't have a fancy thermopen or anything like yeah. that. She just cooked the heck out of it to make sure we were safe. And and uh, you know, we don't we're not like that. We all cook a little more sophisticated than that. And and remember, folks, if you're a rookie to it, the smoke alarm, you know, the smoke detectors is not a timer. The talk, the turkey was well done before that alarm went off. <clears throat> so also the thing you stick in the breast, throw that thing in the garbage too, because that thing will have it up to like 180 degrees. If you get in one of those with the little pop up, oh yeah, the pop up. Don't wait till that's done. <laughs> oh, um, now a, a, a big discussion over the years, and it comes out every year: to brine or not to brine. Now. A lot of the packages will say right on it, you know, young turkey in brine solution. So it's in the packages. Is it really, in your opinion, getting brined in the package or is doing a separate brine a day or two before um, really add that much to it? I, I think it's it is it's technically not brine. They call it enhanced. And what they do is they inject it. They have all these little needles. If you look, you'll see the little needle marks on the enhanced turkeys. Um, now, someone told me a long time ago, when you have enhanced products like that, they don't all get enhanced with the same thing. So I happen to like a butterball or a honeysuckle white, and I think they taste good. Uh but they don't put the exact same thing in. And if you buy a different brand, they may use something different. So, you know, that's where you don't have control. Now, is it 
Does it have the same qualities of a brine? I think so. They use they use the same products that we have in a brine. They inject it deep in. So when I buy an enhanced turkey, I consider it brined, and I'm good to go. Uh, if you really want to brine and use your own flavors and all of that, you know, your own ideas for brining, or you have a package brine that you like, look for a turkey that's not been enhanced. So it's the secret word, you know. Uh, and and look for one of those, a natural turkey that doesn't have any of that in it yet. If you want to brine it yourself, go for it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not against that by any stretch. It's just not my thing. I'm content with those other turkeys. And and they do, if you don't overcook it, it's going to be okay. So that for me, it's then there's no reason to also brine a turkey that's already been enhanced. So um, I wouldn't bother with that. Okay. Then the, the second debate... To stuff or not to stuff? That is the question. <laughs> yeah, I think we all got over that one a lot. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. But the, you know, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't see any great advantage to putting the stuffing in the turkey. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, if I thought there was some great advantage, I would be looking and telling you the safe way to do it because dangerous. That's the problem is, you know, people put cold or hot stuffing in the turkey and it, it can get upside down and, and, and get sick. You get sick. Um, but I just don't see any great reason to cook it in the turkey. It's not going to get that much flavor from the turkey. Yeah. It's going to slow the turkey down. We're probably going to end up cooking the overcooking like the top of it because of that, the stuffing slowing it down because the hot air can't get inside. Um, and you know, if you cook your stuffing in a big pan, you get a nice little crust on a whole lot of it, where if you cook it into Turkey, there's a spot about yay big that gets yeah. crusty and the rest <laughs> of it's just kind of mushy. So uh, that one to me, there's just, I mean, now if your mom has been stuffing it for 30 years and that's how everybody at your family likes it, go for it. I, hopefully she's doing it safe and everybody's okay. But, but you know, most of us, especially us barbecue folk, we're, we're kind of creating our way of doing it, the new tradition. And there's just no reason to bother with that. Yeah. Now I've put pulled pork in my stuffing. I've put a little barbecue sauce Ooh. in my stuffing. You could, you know, if you want to put some sausage in, you could smoke some sausage ahead of time. You could even cook the whole thing in the, in the barbecue pit if you wanted to get a little flavor on it. I'm not against all that stuff, but there is no reason to put it in the turkey. Oh, for sure, for sure. I, you know, I like if I'm going to do anything, um, I'll usually cut up some apples and oranges, then you know, put some, put some, um, put some spices in there. You know, some rosemary, some thyme. You know, in the cavity, so you, you, it's letting out that uh, um, the citrus aromatics. notes, the aromatics. Yes, thank yeah. you. I was trying. Yeah. I'm like, what's the word? What's the word? I had it. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. I, I do that too. I'm not sure it really does any good. Yeah. And I've actually quit doing it because one time I made a pot of turkey soup after the fact, and it tasted like lemon. <laughs> I just had I had some lemons around, so I threw them in there, and I so I kind of learned my lesson on that one. But and I'm not sure it changes anything in the turkey, yeah. but it looks good and it smells good. Oh, that's for sure. That's for sure. Now. Do you have any specific time that you like to rest the bird? You know, they obviously it, 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 that one's really a you know a personal preference of you know oh fifteen twenty minutes oh I do it a half an hour you know it's not like you're resting it like a brisket oh I gave it a two and a half hour rest and <laughs> you know well, where's where's your happy spot on that? For me, about 45 minutes would be good. I, I like to rest something like that. The longer, the better. 
Um, you know, you don't want it to get cold, but boy, a big old hot turkey, it's going to stay hot pretty long. Yeah. And, and even then you're going to put hot gravy on it, even if it does get a little cooled off, you know, I mean, I, I, what a part I hate is once you slice it and put it on the platter, you know, you know, it's getting cold immediately oh, yeah. then, and there's <laughs> just nothing you can do about it. So, so I kind of, I prefer, you know, if you let it sit there 45 minutes, it's still going to be pretty hot. And, and even longer some days, you know, I don't, I don't worry about it. I'd rather much like, you know, in the early days when we were kind of perfecting those brisket and pork butt techniques, we used to just throw them in a cooler and, uh, it was so nice to have it sitting there done, you know? Uh, and that's how I feel about my Turkey. I'd rather have it done than everybody looking at me and I've only got a 10 minute rest and I don't like that. So it's 45 minutes to an hour for me and. And it, it, you'd be amazed, almost no juice comes out of it when you do go to carve it. And if you have like the, those side joints can sometimes be a little red and back to what we were talking about, where everybody freaks out about it, it'll solve that too. So yeah. for me, 45 to an hour rest would be just fine. Okay. Yeah. Don't put it in the cooler though. I just like, <laughs> I just like lay a piece of foil. On Tent it. it. Yeah. Don't, don't wrap it up real tight. You know, <laughs> let it kind of hang there. It'll be okay if it cools off a little bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, Ray Sheehan, what's going on? Hey, Ray. Dave Conti. wonder how Ray's doing with that new restaurant. I bet he's working a lot of hours himself. You're going to have to tune in next week. That's a great segue. You, I, I might bring you on here as a partner. Um, but, yeah, we're actually having Ray on next week in, uh, to catch well, up. and I. Oh, he's wonderful. Yeah, they when you get to if you ever when once you get to the restaurant, uh, from what he's telling me, you definitely gonna want to try the <coughs> hold on. Do I look good? The Pit Life Barbecue Burger. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so well, with all due respect, I'm eyeing up that fried chicken from a Oh, bar doesn't I'm, I'm that sorry, look fantastic? That. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, he's uh, from what I'm get understanding, he's doing really well. It's getting rave reviews. Business is great, so we'll be catching up with Ray next week for sure. So this Ray, <laughs> um, do you got anything coming up or anything in the works that uh, you might want to keep people abreast on before we close this out? Well, I mean, we're hoping, you know, next year, uh, Louisiana Grills, we we got a little bump in the road and doing all the events we were planning this year, but hopefully we're going to get back at it with that. And, uh, you know, right now, frankly, it's kind of, I just got home from the World Food Championships yeah. and I got nothing on my schedule for about six weeks. And man, that feels good. <laughs> I got, you know, I got plenty to do. Don't get me wrong. You know, it, it, I can't like just goof off every day, but but not much traveling, and it's kind of nice to be done with that for the year. When everybody else decides to travel from Thanksgiving to Christmas, I'll be sitting at home. Hey, nothing wrong with that, sir, for sure. But, Ray, once again, man, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking time to come talk Thanksgiving, talk turkey, clear up a couple of the controversies, give us the update on the shortages, and everybody get your birds. The non-shortages. The non-shortages. <laughs> You know, but man, like I said, thank you so much. I appreciate every time. Anytime, man. It's always a pleasure. Good to see you, Johnny. You too, Ray. Thanks, brother. Awesome. Awesome. Just a gen uh, true gentleman. Yeah. You know, a wealth of knowledge. Did he, on one of his posts, he was at dinner at the, down in Texas at the World Foods, 
And it was it was him, Leanne Whippen, Tuffy Stone, and Chris Lilly. Oh, to be the salt or pepper shaker yeah, on that, that table. table. Yeah. And just <laughs> take in the conversations oh there. Yeah. You know, but yeah, always a great guy. Like I said, I reached out last month. Because I'm like, okay, Christmas is coming, Thanksgiving's mm-hmm. coming. Like, and he goes, oh, dude, I'd love to. He, and I'm going to throw out the dates. He goes, oh, how about the 15th? That gives everybody some time. I go, perfect, beautiful. But, yeah, thank you, Ray, for taking the time to join me. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah. But as we alluded to before, next week, my brother Ray Sheehan from Barbecue Buddha and now Ray's Roadside Kitchen in Ooh. New Jersey. Slinging those pit life barbecue burgers and also the baseball and barbecue hot dogs. Ooh. Cannot forget my dear friends, Len and Jeff from the Baseball and Barbecue Podcast. Still blows my mind that I got a cheeseburger named after me and it's selling like hotcakes. I was so pissed. I'm not about that, but I was so pissed about my time and coming back from Texas. I was going to say, yeah, you didn't get to go I far. pulled into New Jersey probably about 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, and no. I'm like, damn it! You know, because I was trying to get it all scheduled. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'd get there at a certain time and able to, while it's still open. And oh, now I just got to take a road trip. Just didn't work. Yeah, I guess, because I'm running out of cheer wine. So I'll shoot down to Virginia real there quick, catch up the cheer wine, right back up to New Jersey, and hey. let's go. Pit like burgers for everybody. Right, JJ? JJ? Yeah, He's JJ's in. on board. But before I end this, I need to say this or else I'd be moving in the garage. Just like to wish my wonderful wife, Mrs. Mags, Claudia, a happy 19th birthday again. I like the younger women. What can yeah. I say? You can't blame me for that. But, yeah, happy birthday, honey. We love you. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for putting up with my shit for mm-hmm. friggin' the last almost 30 friggin' years. Happy birthday, Claudia. <laughs> happy birthday, honey. Y'all know the difference. Check us out. All the links are down yeah. below. Please like, share, subscribe, rate, share it out. Let's get going, get going. And until next week. Keep the smoke rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.